Hi Chris, how are you doing? Anina, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um, another week, another no human scene. Um, another week in isolation, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay, thank you. Um, yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright, sorry, I just had to, um, I shut down my essential oil diffuser because it's making a noise. Wait, you turned off your essential oils? Yeah, I did. But those are essential, Nina. That's how committed to the podcast I am. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm alright, thank you. Um, I did say to you, I think we're going to talk about it afterwards, that I I feel quite quite at ease with the situation. Working from home is fine, but then I do I feel like physically I'm quite exhausted. Um, yeah, yeah I get Kind that. of with like, with like, the unconscious mind, I feel like, is showing me that there probably is some kind of stress and anxiety about the situation. Yeah. But Maybe you need to open up your third eye. Do you want to see? Do you want to see what's in my room? <laughs> when he started talking about that, I will show you. <laughs> I have two books. Obviously, sorry, we are not at the stage yet that we uh we would uh, video record our podcast. Maybe we should start doing that during this time. Yeah, that could be a good idea. Psychic ability. Third eye. Yeah, and then I have how to be a psychic. Another third eye. So funny. Both that, covers of those. Funny that you mentioned. So this, I've been reading about the chakras and everything in this one. Have you reset your chakras? No, I haven't. I'm not. I'm not that advanced yet. Okay. But I will be. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, funny that you mentioned. Um, we're we're on our tenth episode, we think, um, which is a, a yeah big big achievement, double digits. Yeah, exactly. So we thought we would um, on our tenth episode, the theme is going to be a journey through our minds. Mm -hmm. Um. We're, we're done with all the happy stuff, and now we're going to delve deep into our minds. Yeah. And in a way, in a roundabout kind of way, open up our third eyes, I'd say. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think, yeah, I, I, I do think that some of this stuff might be happy stuff still. <laughs> don't yeah. Wanna, don't want to sound like our mind's journey is only, um, only a negative yeah. one. But, you know. Um... So me and me and Nina kind of had a chat before we planned this stuff, uh -huh. and one of the things that's come up, and it's actually come up a few times with um, with my friends and stuff. We've had conversations about this, and this is not in any way a, a me um, being supportive of the industry. Obviously, it's a it's an illegal industry. <laughs> but we we were talking about drug dealers um, mm -hmm. and how how they're operating during this period. There's so much to think about. Like obviously, every day that passes there's like a new thing that comes to my mind that I'm like, how does this thing work in this situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. when we were talking about uh, what to talk about in the podcast, we got into the topic of how, how are drug dealers during the situation? Yeah, what are they exactly. doing? What changes have they made to their business? Um, and I think especially like, you know, being in Brighton and Brighton is very, how would you say that without it sounding bad? Like, there's lots of people in Brighton who use drugs. Drug Liberated in, in regard to <laughs> yeah. recreational yeah. drugs. I think that's I think that's the phrase to use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, because as we all know, the war on drugs is absolute bullshit. I mean, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so we, we were discussing, one of the things that I've, I've had quite a few conversations with my friends about is how, so like, obviously at the moment it's tricky for drug dealers to do their deals, right? Because mm-hmm. it's all, most drug dealers person to person, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're driving around all day and you're like, I don't know, it, it's going to be quite fishy, especially if like police clock you a few times, they'll be like, why have you left your house? And you can't exactly be like, oh, I'm going for my fifth yeah. drive of the day. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, actually, it's really, I was thinking it's a really tricky time to be a drug dealer, right? But then also, it's a, if you're intelligent about it, I think it's a, it's a great business opportunity mm-hmm. because what you could do, you could, and this is my, don't try this at home. This is just a purely <laughs> hypothetical idea. But you could, if you were a drug dealer, you could dress up as like a delivery delivery person, mm-hmm. get on your moped or get on your bike and start dropping stuff around there. And doing it that way, and no one—I don't think anyone would question you if you're a delivery driver. Delivery delivery driver. I mean, yeah. Um, would anyone even check if you're actually carrying food in your bag? Yeah, yeah, and you have you get a, like at the beginning of your drug dealer shift, you pick up a takeaway, put it in your bag, and then yeah, you're golden. Yeah, exactly. But then I was wondering, obviously, um, but you also don't want to leave, so. So you know how now we're not supposed to use cash, right? Yeah. Because of the, you know, transferring stuff. But then, I don't know how much of, like, online or written evidence you want to leave of your drug deals. So let's say, like, a drug dealer starts operating a um, some kind of mobile pay system. But then, <laughs> let's say that they get caught by the police and they can get access to their, like, online banking. Yeah. Obviously, you wouldn't well, we call like, like drugs in your. <laughs> yeah, it's talking like bank transfers. The issue. Yeah, there. like how, why are you getting yeah. so many like weird bank transfers from so many like random people? Yeah, I, I, I think that's that's the difficult thing, isn't it? It's I've been watching Ozark recently, and mm-hmm. and I've learned a lot about trying to clean money, oh, money okay. laundering. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's it's a tricky business. Yeah, since we are in academia, and I feel like both of us are very kind of. I mean, you're probably going to do your PhD definitely at some point. Um, and I've been toying with the idea as well. These kind of stuff, I'm always like, this would be so interesting to research. <laughs> you what, know what, I mean? what, this exact thing, drug dealers <laughs> during coronavirus? To do like, um, what do you call it? Like um, ethnographic research? Yeah, yeah. Like, and like go to the field and contact drug dealers and be like, how are you changing your business? <laughs> what, is, is, drug, is, is, is the use of drugs going to increase during this time? Is it going to decrease? What's happening? Excuse me, do you matter? I don't want to buy any drugs off of you, but I just want a moment of your time to talk about your business. Exactly. What are your projections? <laughs> exactly. What what changes are you making to profit profit from this situation? Yeah. yeah. At this point, everyone should be checking in with their drug dealers to check if they're okay. <laughs> they are people as well, so that's exactly, actually yeah. true. Well, that's the thing as well. Like, especially during this period, if you can no longer deal. Um, and you that's how you made your income. You can't exactly apply for like a furlough, can you? Yeah, exactly. You know, I was but, I was selling twenty bags a day. Mm-hmm. Give me eighty percent of that. But that is a good point that there are so many people, first of all, who are in the situation they have to work, who are yeah. endangering themselves and people around them because they have to work. Not everyone is eligible, eligible for yeah. the furlough stuff and like all of that kind of things. And I feel like I was listening to um it's actually this Finnish, um, Finnish guy who um, 
it's kind of like a comedian actor like really famous in Finland and he was um um a guest in a podcast um that he he he's living in New York with his um his husband but um they were like talking about the situation and made a good point about how like he's li- he's lived in America for like a while um and how you can so clearly see in places like New York that the people who um and probably like in the UK as well like obviously um the people who like have to work and you know are delivering your food and like work for the health service everything are um like the minority racial groups and like ethnic groups um and how that like how how we have this idea and like we say that like oh the coronavirus like doesn't discriminate like anyone can have it which is true but then the likelihood of the people who get it and then are more likely to suffer from the situation that that isn't like an equal situation but mm. because of how in unequal unequal um the kind of capitalist like work system working system is the people who are hit the most obviously like like always in this in in the system are the people um who are for example not white people yeah um and like you know lower caste people and, and all of that um and yeah and i i find it really interesting like thinking about like the conversations around this how like now we see for example in the uk nhs workers as essential but you're essential in the situation but that doesn't mean that you're for example gonna get a pay increase after this or during this time yeah. um and how like what actually like means anything and what is important in the society i think that's that's questionable um and i feel like that this situation is like highlighting it it is interesting to see how socialist all these right-wing people have become um, (laughs) during this yeah there's money for everything (laughs) yeah yeah oh suddenly yeah we can afford this stuff um but yeah anyway um and also i want to say sorry um, just because obviously I'm I'm not in in the motherland Finland at the moment, um, but I've been listening to a lot of Finnish podcasts around this as well. That like how in the West we have like all of these like what do you call it in English like um like individual like liberties, um yeah like you know um the like freedom to like get together with people and protest and all of that stuff and how easily in this situation the government is able to be like, no, don't fucking leave yeah. your house. And like, you know, that kind of stuff. And how, uh, even my mom, <laughs> my mom is very kind of like, she's very management and she's very kind of like, every time I like speak, like spoke to her about like the strike, for example, she was always like, oh, but it's so annoying. <laughs> and like that kind of stuff. Even she has been in the situation that I'm really worried about like, our like individual freedom and how easily they're taking, take taken away yeah. in the situation and then it is questionable how um like when will we get that stuff back and yeah, then exactly. let's say in this situation that we're able to flatten the cur- curve or whatever now then we go back to or like go almost back to kind of normal situation but then it will be even easier for the government to put all of this like lockdown stuff for example to back like back in because they already done it a few months ago yeah, yeah and yeah it's it is interesting um and then my mom my mom kept being like no one talks about this no one talks about this and i was like mom i listen to this podcast that's like to these like 
guys in their 30s in Finland who are like quite like socialist communist and they're exactly talking about this <laughs> so, like, not my mom but she's very like oh, no one talks about this and I'm like yeah mom the, the communist people do <laughs> do you know what though I think I think this segues into um, yeah. one of the things I was going to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, and this, I think, the, so my hippie theory, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This is this is a big thing. So I think a lot of people. That's that's you make a valid point, and that's something a lot of people in the kind of baby boomer generation are bringing up now. It's like, oh, well, like the the um, government taking away my rights and telling mm-hmm. me to do this, and I'm going to go out, I'm going to do that because. Blah, 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 blah. So, right, so basically, this is my theory, mm-hmm. and I think it, that is an example of this theory in action, is that when we often think of the hippie movement, we think of, like, this left, free love, all this, like, great, the summer of love, blah, 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 music, blah, 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 blah. But my argument is that the hippie movement was not a leftist movement. It was a libertarian movement, mm-hmm. right? It was all about freedom. So freedoms to go smoke your dope, mm-hmm. freedoms to um, not pay taxes, freedoms mm-hmm. to um, sit around and make love to each other, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Very little care about progressive values like um, equality, about yeah. very little care about mm-hmm. um, race equality, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, like you still have to if you're here for freedom you have to have the freedom to like be racist for example exactly yeah exactly so that's why i think a lot of people of that generation now have there's such this like strong connection to freedom of speech and freedom of of whatever it may be and that yeah i think that's where it comes from is that type of movement and we were talking basically on campus there is an academic who um, has done a couple of things, and I've been told by certain people he's he is famous as a provocateur. Um, he's like used um, used the N word previously quite a few times in seminars, and then recently there were reports about um, the academic making racist jokes about Chinese students during the corona- coronavirus. And I think he is very much of that um, libertarian area era of the hippie movement, he fits in the age category and I think that's where it all comes from. So yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. think oh what was that? Sorry. I think um I think that makes sense. And I yeah, I feel like it's such like a we talked about it a bit last week as well that it's such such kind of like but I'm liberal doesn't mean that like you're actually progressive or actually for equality or like equity for example. It means yeah. that like yeah you, you can be all here for like individual freedoms but then that doesn't mean that you would be here for like giving up some stuff that you have as a privileged person to make make the kind of playing field even for everyone um, yeah yeah exactly um yeah yeah definitely Should did you we... want to talk about staying home and staying connected yeah i was thinking about um yeah one of the stuff because obviously everyone is now um spending a lot of time at their own places lots of people have like gone home home and stuff and i feel like yeah and i feel like one of the things that i've like thought about quite a lot during this time is kind of like how it differs from people who are who kind of feel like they're more introverted or like extroverted like for me example I I feel like the older I get, it sounds so dramatic, but it's true. The older I get, I like 
understand how much more of like an introvert I am that I had like thought about before or I feel like that a lot of people might think of me but I feel like especially like during this time I feel like with people around me I can like tell how hard it is for people who are quite extroverted and like get energy from being social and being around people whereas for me I often feel like even just like having a normal work day and like being kind of social at work like if I'm in meeting for like a whole day for example I like can't talk to people anymore at the end of the day like I just don't feel like I have the energy and I the way I like need to like restore my energy is like I need to be alone and I like need to rest um so yeah I think and I do think that this situation kind of raises then challenges of like how how do you stay connected for it and like for example like you're by yourself like in your apartment now I still have my housemates here um and yeah how, how kind of like how do you keep up connections with people during this time obviously obviously it's like easier um now when we have like the technology and like internet and everything but then I wonder how do different people like like obviously like the communication is still different like we're not in the same room now for example but I can see you and I can talk to you but that's that's still not the same case if yeah. that makes sense um yeah any thoughts on um especially since you've been by yourself for quite a while now yeah I, I mean I've yeah I think I've like you're saying I think the whole period has made me realize some more stuff about myself like yeah I mm. probably am a little bit more introverted than I thought like I've obviously I've been alone and missed my my partner but like I've also at the same time I've kind of there is obviously ups and downs, but I've been quite like content by myself to do a lot of stuff as well. So it's it's made me realise that a bit more, and I think that's probably that's a positive I can take from this and understanding myself a bit more. Um, and like, I think I'm staying better. It's weird. I'm staying better connected now with my family than I were I was before. Like I'd speak to my mum fairly often, but I'd only speak to my brothers like maybe. <laughs> once every month or a couple of months um so that's been nice um but yeah I get what you mean it's often I do find on the other scale though like the other end of the scale with being a little bit extroverted that I do sometimes not get the same energy from being in rooms with people but yeah it's it's an interesting time understanding that is quite important I think yeah yeah 100% and yeah I, I feel the same like I've been um definitely more in contact with my family and like my friends for example like I usually call both of my parents like I FaceTime them once a week and now we've been FaceTiming twice a week I've called my grandma like twice a week as well um and I've like been in touch with my siblings a lot more as well and just like friends from Finland as well that I like always see when I go home and we keep contact but like not that much which is like it is nice um but I do feel like for example and because I do feel like I'm so, like, introverted, I, I, like, I'm that person who gets, like, not, like, a bit stressed and, like, a bit anxious if, like, I have lots of, like, um, messages from people that I haven't replied to. But then yeah. I, I, like, sometimes feel like it's, like, 
it isn't an effort, but I make it into an effort in my head to reply to people, and then it kind of piles up. Um, and like for example, with my dad now, he always he's always been like we, like since I've been um, living away from Finland, we've like we text like every day, but now he texts me even more, and then I feel bad because like like the other day I was just like he just needs to leave me alone <laughs> but, then I, but then I was like it's this fucking like global pandemic situation I don't want to be like don't fucking text me yeah um, yeah. so yeah I guess it's yeah but there's that maybe you should just text him back and be like don't fucking text me so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I probably won't do that but you know um yeah I think this links to another thing that I wanted to talk about that was um just like mental health stuff and like well-being stuff during this time and one of the things that I find just like from my own experience and and talking to my friends and my family that is kind of I feel like is quite detrimental um for people kind of taking care of themselves is um obviously there's so much information um floating around about um the, just the virus and like how it's spreading and how, what are different governments doing um vaccines and like like everything and there's so much around and um yeah one of the stuff that i've been reading about in the kind of mental health tips and advice is that we need to be really careful with um misinformation with fake news as like as always and in like in all like kind of normal situation like misinformation and fake news obviously are really dangerous because when people believe something and it's not true it can obviously cause um cause like stuff in real life but i think especially in this situation it's 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 like crucial to be careful with not only with like what you read and what you watch and what you consume but then also like what you believe from like what other people tell you because a lot of this is, and in the Guardian podcast that I shared um, last week, on my officer accounts, it was talking about, like, how, like, family members and friends obviously mean well that they, like, share stuff in, like, their WhatsApp groups and, and, and all of that. But often, that's exactly how the kind of, like, most kind of populist or kind of fake newsy misinformation spreads because it's it's simplified information for example that's easy for people to believe and kind of like t- take up on um but often it's it's not true and they were talking about um because um obviously for like in in like proper journalism you have to check everything that you um you like publish so obviously it takes more time but this this kind of like misinformation or fake news it's it, it's produced so quickly and like mm. all the time that then obviously they, they kind of have the upper hand on that whereas kind of like established um and i don't want to be like because obviously this whole like media scene is quite problematic in terms of like who has money and who has like wider reach and like who owns those medias for example obviously there's quite a lot on that and I don't think that you should only rely on on like the biggest news sites for example but they also do in some kind of way have more accountability because the work that they produce 
has to be actually checked out. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that that is what, like, contributes to a lot of kind of catastrophizing in our own minds that, oh my god, this person said this and this is happening, oh, should I do this, should I do this? Um, that, like, comes from, obviously, because access to information is, is a lot. Yeah, so I feel like to yeah. one, I think I feel like my still my favorite mental health and well-being tip is to be careful with what you consume and what you believe, and because obviously everyone should stay informed and like know what to do and like what the government is planning, all of that. But yeah, the trust, trust the kind of um, official uh, official guidance and official. Um, advice and then also i think a good tip is to like if you find yourself like checking the news like all the time i think it's good to like think about like reducing the time that you like check what's going on during the day yeah yeah i agree um and a lot of the i feel like a lot of the stuff as well with like the fake news and stuff around that the problem is is it's like it's I think what it's called is like the fire hose approach. So basically the reason why like fake news is so effective is because it's constantly being pumped out. So it just drowns out the truth. Um, and I think, yeah, if you, if you can be aware of that and then just like, yeah, approach everything with that understanding that like this stuff will literally just keep getting produced out. And by the time you've actually got to the bottom of something, something old, a new thing's going to come up. So yeah, just, and, I think, yeah, just as much as you can, stay away from, in this time, if you're struggling with fake news, stay away from things that are hyper-politicised and just stick to, like, I don't know, like, um, Public Health England and, um, yeah, things like that that have information on and just follow that. Yeah, and actually the people who are um, professionals in in this situation like public health england or like nhs and, and that kind of stuff and yeah i think like interesting to keep in mind in terms of like fake news as well is that like it is purposely and very strategically and like <laughs> very with with political aims pumped out as we can yeah, see so you know with 2016, you know, American election and like all Brexit and all of that. So like, yeah. So th th there is um, um, actors in this in this world who like want to not actors yeah, like as in like actor in Hollywood, but like actors who want to who already did I just that hear, Did I just hear your third eye open, Neil? <laughs> I mean, honestly, Chris. Let's let's see why you know. Um, what I blue mass after this uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, work. yeah exactly. yeah and I think I think part of that for like for me the whole mental health thing at the moment mm -hmm. um it's not so much fake news because I've just like I have I am woken I've entered into a woke realm when <laughs> there is no such thing as truth it's all just <laughs> perception um but I think yeah the thing for me around like mental health is I was so throughout this week um like one of the days I was feeling quite um, like physically weak mm -hmm. and a little bit shaky and a little bit cold, etc. Had a tiny bit of a cough, and like stuff like that got me like a bit stressed because it's there's no way of knowing at the moment if you have coronavirus or if you have just something else, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. I think that 
for me is quite hard on my mental health. It's like, because it's, it's not so much, the, obviously I'm concerned about my own health and being in my house, etc. But I'm more worried about like, well, getting out of the house and going to get food, etc. Because I don't want to, I don't want to kill anyone, do you know what I mean, with my illness. And that's, that's been hard for me. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like, just because, yeah, it's like you could easily just get like a common cold during this time as well, or like the flu. But then it's so hard to kind of know whether it is the coronavirus and yeah then like should you go outside and then you don't want to infect other people and yeah and like obviously like lots of um with the with the virus is um that we like it, it's a new thing and like we don't really have all of the answers to everything and and you know vaccines yeah, exactly. and stuff um so it's it's the uncertainty of it definitely um talking about third eye and wokeness um we're going to do, Nina's going to do my tarot cards. Um, yeah. Or should I say tarot cards? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you spell it. It's Chris spelled it on the thing. T-A-R-O. Tarot cards. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know how to spell made up words. <laughs> yeah, and that's offensive. So, um, I was trying to think about, obviously, and like every, anyone who's listening and is like actually like good at this, I'm not. I only, this is... I only got my tarot deck um, for Christmas. Shout out to my housemate Neve, um, who got me this really nice tarot card. That's like a, it's called the Good Tarot. So it's it's everything that comes out is like positive, because you know how like in the kind of traditional tarot, like some of the stuff can be like really dramatic. But this is positive. Yeah. Um, so Don't I'm worry. not like I'm not like really good at this. <laughs> so okay. we'll see. Um, I was trying to think about how to do this because you should be the one who like chooses the cards. Okay. Cards. So I'm gonna do. Um, so I'm just moving some stuff around. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna shuffle the deck and you tell yeah. me when to stop, and then I'll like show you. I'll like move my hand on it and you then say when to stop and which card. Okay. But um, do you sorry. Let's do an audio walkthrough for the audience as well. Yeah. And I would explain what's going so, on. So, do you want uh, one card or three cards? So with three, one of course. Card, okay. So, with, because the one card is kind of like, if you have a specific question for the moment that you would want some guidance on. But the three, three card is um, better when you're, this is what my little book is saying. Um, when your question is about a situation that is evolving, because it will help you understand the flow of energy. So the first card will uh, you draw represents where you are now and what kind of energy is affecting the situation. The second um, card represents what is coming in to influence the situation. And the third one represents the energy that will come into the situation if you continue along some same path that you're on. So, okay. first, maybe, maybe. first you need to think about. Um, Can I do the one card? If I it just is that just for a question? The three ones is more fun. Oh, okay. Can we do that? So yeah. you need to think about um, what what would you what what are you asking the cards? What do, do you, I? What, what would you need? So you don't need to tell me the question. Okay. Um, but um, what a question that is about a situation that is evolving, some something that's been on your mind that you would need guidance on, explain explaining or kind of 
should I should I say it out loud to make sure it's done properly? If, if you want to, but you don't need to. Um. Okay. Um. So so I don't know if I've explained this on the podcast, but in August I'm planning on going out to Palestine to do an Arabic language course at Birzeit University. Um. So I guess my question is, will I go out in August? Okay. Nice. Um, wait, let me put the camera so you can see the deck. Um, I'm, I'm not good at shuffling the deck, but can you tell me when to stop shuffling, please? Okay. Oh no, they're too big. I'm going to try my best. Looks like you have really tiny hands because the cards are so big. <laughs> I mean, they are, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, I'm seeing cards. I don't want to. And I say when to stop shuffling. Yeah. Nina is currently shuffling. I'm currently shuffling the cards and it's very hard because they're big. And they're also new. They're so new that I feel like if they're like a bit more used, they like... Yeah, it'd be easy. Kind of. Okay, after that, yeah, you can stop shuffling now. Okay. And then I'm going to try to spread them as well as I... Okay, I'm just going to go on the floor because that's going to be easier. Okay. Um, so I can, I'm going to spread them to like a... Or like on my bed. Um... <laughs> spread them into a thing and then we can Nina is currently spreading, spreading out the cards on her bed I'm trying to, okay, you need to go further so you can see all of the cards <laughs> this is what we've come to is <laughs> me trying to do a virtual tarot card reading Okay, I'm going to try to get them as spread as possible so you can actually see. Or like, choose the cards that speak to you. But it is, yeah, there's quite a lot in the deck. I don't remember how much, how many there is, but there is quite a lot. Okay, so do I just pick one? You pick three, um, but I'm, wait, let me spread them a bit more. I'm going to like move my hand above them and then you're gonna tell me again okay when to stop wait let me just try to get them to spread proper i think that's okay can you yeah. can, can you see the whole yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah, yeah. or maybe oh no this is hard <laughs> okay so i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna yeah i'm just gonna move my hand and just tell me stop okay Stop. Okay. That's your first one. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna continue. Yeah. And just tell me to stop again. Stop. Okay. And then the third one. Stop. Okay. Let me go back to the So Nina has picked out well, I picked out three tarot cards. So let's see. So if, let's... by the way, if if my mum sees this, mm -hmm. my mum's quite a strong Christian. Does that mean I'm going to hell? I mean, <laughs> she probably will um, think of something about this. So, okay, mum, if you're listening, we're not doing tarot cards. We're just pretending. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I believe in the spiritual stuff so strongly that I could never be one of those people who would do the Ouija board. Yeah. Like, I've, I've honestly, like, one of my housemates last year was, like, joking about it. And I was like, if you bring a Ouija board to the house, I will move out. 
Like, I honestly, it scares me so much that I just honestly, no. Um, so the first one is, um, the first one represents where you are now and what energy is affecting the situation. Where, where am I now? What is that? This is a fifth of air. It's, can you see, it's like a ballerina type of person who's on that kind of string. Oh, yeah. And there's um there's like white doves. Okay. Let me see. Um, let me find what does that it mean? from the. That sounds pretty positive. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Um. <laughs> so like literally. Um. So the fifth of air is tension, conflict. Oh. Conflict is a good way to see my motives and intentions. I can use this experience to grow into a more authentic version of myself. It's not important to win. It's important to have integrity. Other people have different ways of thinking and may not always be in agreement with me. I open to this opportunity to live and let live. Okay, how does that help me knowing whether I'm going to go to Palestine or not? <laughs> well, this is this is this is all about you interpreting interpreting what the cards tell you. Okay. What do you think about the first one? I laughed because the first words that I you uh, saw was tension and conflict. <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> I mean, we are in a period of tension. Yeah. Um. Okay. What was my second? My my opinion. This is this is exactly what you were saying before about um, you learning about yourself. True. True. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Second card um, represents what is coming into influence the situation. That is King of Earth. King of Earth. Nice. This is um, an old man with a crown that's made of like. Elk, elk horns. Yeah. That's a moose elk, and it has some other like animal stuff. Let's see what it is. King of Earth. Right. Oh there. It's anything to do with the plague, I'm out. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, that's a that's a weird word. Enterprising. Okay. Okay, this is a word I can't pronounce. Philanthropy, philanthropy. Uh, philanthropic, philanthropic. Philan so you'd say philanthropic. So yeah. philanthropy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway. Um, ability to attract abundant. Philanthropy. Wealth. That's it. That's the word. Yeah. Ability to attract abundant wealth. Another word that I can't say. Magna. Mag magnami. Uh, can you see that word? Magnanimous. What is that word? What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. Magnanimous. Generous or forgiving. Oh, nice. Especially towards a rival or less powerful person. Okay. Conscious manifesting a reliable leader. And this is what it says. I have trust and faith in the invisible and know it will manifest in the realm of form the way I need it to. Opportunity can be found anywhere and everywhere because I'm competent and committed. I'm ready for abundance to manifest now in the world of conditions in a form that is aligned with my highest good. 
I manifest all that I desire, consciously aware of the need to stay focused and grounded in the everyday work required. Okay, so I'm, yeah, I'm taking from that I need to be flexible and forgiving and understanding of what the intermittent future might hold. Yeah, this, this again, this was about coming, what, what is coming to influence the situation. And I feel like what this is saying is that... Obviously, you going to Palestine is a big thing for you and you've been planning it for a long time and it means a lot to you. And I, I interpret this as in... It might change from your original plan, how you were going to go there and what you were going to do there and that kind of stuff. But there's an opportunity here to to have that kind of change in the plan. That okay. makes sense. And trusting, trusting the, trusting that. Trusting my third eye. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, third represents the energy that will come into the situation if you continue along the same path you're on okay this is the king of water you've got two kings what is that mean? god i'm a king yeah what do, what do you call that man um it's a gray haired and bearded man who's holding us who has a sword on his back what's he holding um Oh, he's just like this for the fish. Oh, he's got a fish. Yeah, he's not holding the fish. He's like reaching oh. out to the fish. Okay. Let's see what that is. Um, bird, 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 water. Okay. Uh, generous, diplomatic, fair, gentle, a good listener, non-judgmental, peacemaker mediator isn't so, this interesting in terms so, of going to palestine of all basically places. If, if i go to palestine everything's going to be resolved right is that what that's saying let's see i honor and respect all beings including myself and see the commonalities we share and the spirit that is in all of us spirit with the big s I listen to other voices and blend them with my own wisdom before settling on an opinion, making a decision or taking an action. I gently and lovingly lead others away from fear and divisiveness and into harm, har, harmonious, harmony, harmony, but it's another, it, it's N-I-O-U-S. Harmonious. Harmonious. Uh, collaboration. That sounds like me. So what would you, what do you think about your cards? I think um, they're all incredibly general. <laughs> Gen general to the point of which they could be applicable to anyone. But it's all about how you interpret them and how you apply them to your own situation and what you okay. decide to do with the information. I see. Not everyone um, is like a mediator person, for example. But that's saying I'm going to become a mediator, right? Mm. 
So that was the third one was about representing the energy that will come into the situation if you continue along the same path you are on. Okay. Maybe I'll become like a diplomat in the future or something. Yeah. Interesting. Would you would we do a one card still? Um, one card is if you're feeling confused or lost and wondering what is happening that you're not seeing. I I think do you know what we should do? We should save that for the next time. Ooh. Oh, let me do one card and then we can do yeah. um we can do a thing for you. Okay, let me think. If you're feeling confused or lost or wondering what is happening that you're not seeing. Okay. Chris is watching me pick a card now. What's your thing? I'm doing the one card, which is... But what's card. your, like, your question or predicament? I don't... If you're feeling confused or lost and wondering what is happening that you're not seeing, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is about, like, next year. Because obviously okay. I have some plans what I want to do, but um, yeah, nothing more than kind of thoughts. We'll see. Ooh, it's world. Wait, let me you, go back to the table. Wait, you got the whole world? I got the world. That's cheating. Look. It's not. Let's see. Twenty one. Um, world is perspective. I'm being called to shift my perspective on my life now. When I remember I am first and foremost an immortal soul experiencing life as a human being, I have no fear. I can see clearly that I'm a powerful co-creator in a divine partnership with spirit aligning myself with spirit remaining remaining unattached to outcomes i'm a con conduit conduit yeah conduit um for miracles whoa I that's pretty think. what is what is that how do you interpret that i would say and what i try to keep telling myself and i don't like I'm good, quite good at like catching myself when I start kind of like spiraling or like when I get like super anxious about something and like obviously in this situation the kind of like or like uncertainty of everything and I've been quite good at like catching myself with um with kind of like grounding myself into trusting that everything will be okay and everything will be alright and I feel like for me I mean, obviously, it's, like, easy when you kind of, like, look back in your life. But, like, all of the stuff that I was, like, stressing about a lot or, like, being, like, oh, for example, like, like, will I do well on my undergrad? Will I get into my master's? Will I get the yeah. officer position? Like, all of those things I feel like have turned out the right way. And, like, things yeah. have always kind of, like, worked out. And, for example, like, during my second year, I was applying I wanted to do a placement but then I couldn't find a place so then only in like May I started to think about like oh fuck like where am I going to live in September and literally the next week one of my course mates was like hey one of my housemates is leaving um 
our house would anyone want to join us and it just worked out um so yeah I think it's about trusting trusting yourself and trusting kind of the process and what is happening um do you think these things work out because you let the spirits guide you um I think so (laughs) obviously um no I do think that like and with for me obviously I don't want to get like too much into it because I feel like I'm going to say something offensive (laughs) but like (laughs) In terms of like religion and everything, like spiritual in that kind of way, I feel like the most important thing for me is always to kind of, yeah, trust myself and trust that I'm like listen to my intuition and like trust my feelings and like gut feelings and intuition that I'm like doing the stuff that I actually feel like are the right things to do. Um, yeah, so I think it's, I think it's for me, it's like about trusting trusting that and trusting the kind of like yeah spirit inside me i guess <laughs> the nina spirit yeah exactly. that's the most sacred of all how did you like your tarot card reading <laughs> um yeah it was interesting mm-hmm. um i just like the fact that i am going to become the king of the earth <laughs> and then king of the water yeah and also, that, that was like, my favorite bit. king in this kind of sense isn't that kind of like I rule everyone, but how it was said in the in the um in the master. Text, no, it was master a, of the elements. It was about My avatar. No, it was about um yeah you you doing good for other people. I see. Which I think is correct. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, we have a few other things we want to chat about, but maybe mm-hmm. it's worth doing those next time. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. And I, yeah, I see one of the things that I was supposed to um, remind myself to look at, so I didn't. So, yeah, we can do that next time. Yeah, tune yeah. in next time to hear about some. Yeah. Do you know what I think? We've mm-hmm. got, so on our list of things to talk about, we mm-hmm. had something about dreams. Yeah. But I think, you know what we should do mm-hmm. is between now and our next podcast, mm-hmm. um, we should obviously talk about the dreams we had down, but we should make almost like dream logs. Yeah. And then we can talk about how our dreams are. And then, we yeah, yeah we can have an, an episode all about dreams. Yeah, I think that's great. That'd be crazy cool. That we thought about and then log before next pod. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and then we can we can do some. I was going to buy, um, buy like a dream interpretation book. So now that actually gives me a time to buy one. And we can look at what the book says. Nice. Yeah. So you don't want to miss that. That's going to be exactly. crazy. Next one. Um, right. Yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for yeah, listening. Catch you on the next one. Bye, see you later, Chris. Nina.